it will be uncomfortable at first, kind of letting go. But that's where the real growth happens when you're uncomfortable. And when it comes to writing a book and wanting to publish it, not just write it, but you want other people to read it and have it out there, of letting a piece of yourself that you just put everything into, you're kind of letting them into that. Someone you don't even know. Hello and welcome to Her Entrepreneurial Spirit. I'm your host, Monique Glover. This is a place for spiritual entrepreneurs to connect and share their voices. Join me as I talk with women who are harnessing the power of intuition, creativity, and trust in order to build authentic and purpose-driven businesses. It's time to lean into your own light as you let these stories encourage you to explore the unlimited potential of your entrepreneurial spirit. Jasmine Clarice is a self-published author of young adult fiction. She began her journey as an entrepreneur in June 2020 when she hit publish on her debut novel, Sweet Dreams. She's currently working on the second installment in The Dream Chronicles, and has started an Etsy shop and an Instagram account for writers and those who aspire to become writers. So Jasmine and I hooked up on Instagram because I am a huge fantasy geek and I don't even know how her book came on my radar, but it was this moment of, ah, yes, I need to read this. (laughs) (laughs) This is like all my favorite things coming together. (laughs) And so I promptly geeked out with her and we started having more in-depth conversations on, on entrepreneurship and intuition and a whole bunch of great things. And she just has this, this, vibrant, positive energy about her that I love. So welcome, Jasmine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here, Monique. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yay, me too. This is great. I am so excited to kind of get into your mind of writing and just talk about that whole process because it's, it's a different kind of business than I think a lot of people think of you're not you know it's it's a different product it's it's kind of like a product and a service and a whole bunch of things into one it's not like okay this is what I do I feel as a writer you do so many things especially as a self-published author a lot of things kind of come into play with self-publishing it's not just writing the book now you gotta proofread it and then you have to revise it and then the cover and putting the book together. Who do you want to publish with? (laughs) So it's quite a mix of a lot. And it is kind of when um, kind of putting it out there, it's like, it's not just a product that I'm putting out there. It's kind of like you want to fulfill the service to someone also, like you want them to kind of enjoy it and get the world of the book. So it's like a, teeter-totter and you want to get that balance. I can see that being hard because it's something that that's been so close to you. It's yeah. It's almost like these characters are your babies and then you put it out there and everyone is has their opinion and you're like, no, don't judge my baby. 
that is um, definitely a huge aspect um, when publishing your book. And that this is something I had to mentally prepare for because I would watch a lot of YouTube videos and they say, like, you kind of need to prepare yourself for the negative reviews that will come your way because um, your book won't be for everybody. Some will love it. Some it's just not their taste. So um, recently I had my first one star review and to my heart, because <laughs> these characters are so close to me, I did feel it, but I also reminded myself, it's okay. It's okay um, they didn't enjoy it. It's, I love my writing and I have people that have enjoyed it and loved it as well. And it just, it just wasn't her taste. So, and at the end of the day, it's, I'm doing what makes me happy. <laughs> oh. I love that. And I think with anything, it's like, you're not, you're not going to be for everyone, whether it's entrepreneurship or life, but it's not everything is so out there in the public, right? You don't just like rate your friends on, (laughs) on a website, right? (laughs) When you sit there, you could click stars and there's always the people that I swear just go out to be mean and critique things in the worst place or the worst way possible. Um, yeah, you, you, you open yourself up to a lot more, I think, because of that being an entrepreneur and it's so close to you, right? It's so, I can see it being easier. It's easier to take, um, offense personally for someone's lack of enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, One thing also, though, with negative reviews is there's some that are um, they're kind of helping you with your writing also. So they're kind of criticizing and they're just pointing out little things that you can kind of take in and be like, okay, I understand where they're coming from. And there's others that are just just bash because, you know, they're just I, I don't know how else to explain it. They just put out their negative negativity out there. But um, with, for, with my one-star review, I got that she didn't enjoy the book, but I also appreciated the fact that she didn't just say, oh, this book was terrible. No, she actually kind of, you know, laid out the things that were just not for her or things that can be improved on. So I kind of, I took that in all as well. So I was thankful for that. So how did you start? writing was this something that you knew you wanted to do I mean I'm looking at this and thinking oh my goodness you you published your first book you're already finished the first draft correct of the second book and and what are we at now February 2021 it hasn't even been a year that's amazing just the dedication it's I love it you're just such an action taker it's like no I'm just gonna keep going I think the worst thing as a reader is falling in love with a book and the characters and then it's like 10 years into yes. the second novel right? I, I, I knew I didn't want to be that kind of author so. it's just cruel <laughs> or just write them all and then maybe you know release them a year apart or something <laughs> like that yeah um so I've always loved reading um, although I really didn't, I read a little bit in elementary and then in middle school is when I was like, wow, there's so much more to reading. I discovered romance. Yeah. 
And then I just started reading so much. And then this longing just started coming in of like, I want to see my own name on a book. And then I got introduced to Wattpad, which is a writer's app where a lot of people go to write either fan fiction or just their stories. And I got into there and I kind of connected with some of the people that were writing their books on there. And then it kind of just like, it just clicked. I want to write my own book. (laughs) And I would write a lot of little stories. But the problem when I first started writing is that I wouldn't finish it. I had like so many ideas that were just like, look at me. I'm over here. Look. (laughs) And I'm like, but I got to finish this one. And I never really got to finish any of those story ideas that I started or just wrote down. And it wasn't until um, 2020, January, (laughs) when I was kind of going through a phase in my life where I was exploring a bunch of different fields of work. Like I was into interior designing or real estate, but uh, being an author always stayed at the very top of that list. And so when I kind of sat down with my mother one day, um, she kind of gave me a little bit of an ultimatum of like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) where it was kind of like a challenge. Um, Like, okay, so you have your author at the top of your list. I want you to write me a short story in a week. That's only 10,000 words. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I got this. <laughs> I can do this. Short stories are easy to write. I can just, you know, quickly bust out 10,000 words and hand her the, um, the project and then put it up for publish. <laughs> and the idea for that book came from a dream because when I, you might kind of like, oh, I like this one. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> so. I had the idea for the story and I was like, okay, this could be a quick and easy short story, 10,000 words. And we reached the end of the week and I realized I'm nowhere near done and I'm at 10,000 words. (laughs) And so I tell her, okay, give me next week. Um, Next week comes around. I'm at another, um, I've added another 10,000 words. I'm at 20,000 and I'm like, I'm not at the middle of the book yet. I'm almost there. <laughs> Let me keep writing. <laughs> and um, then comes week three and week four, and I'm at 40,000 words. And I was wow. like, and in my mind, I'm like, whoa, this short story just turned into a full on novel. And I just needed 10,000 more words to reach 50K. And when I reached it in February, I was just like, have the novel in my hands <laughs> that's amazing yeah so you just had that like that passion that you didn't want to stop it that you needed to explore these characters this story that it couldn't just be a short story <laughs> yeah they just kept speaking to me and it's like there's so much more to this story that it won't fit in just 10,000 words <laughs> Yeah, they wouldn't do them justice, right? Yeah, so much more. What did your mom have to say about that? I love the story of her. You do, you need that gentle, sometimes not so gentle nudge at the right times when it's scary to make decisions or jump into something. 
Yeah. And um, uh, she was, she congratulated me. She's like, well, look, you just, you wrote a book. <laughs> I just needed a short story. <laughs> I guess you're a writer now. You chose, right? <laughs> Without even knowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ended up writing it and in a month and a week. A month and a week, I had a full-on novel in my hands when it had been taking me already a few years just to kind of get a story out. And I did it. (laughs) Do you find it was just the process of starting that was the hardest? That once you started, then it got easier? Um, I think, yeah. When first starting, it was kind of like, trudging through mud like it's just a little sluggish but I think the main thing that contributed to the fact that I was able to finish this book so quickly and in full was the fact that I didn't hold back and I wasn't trying to be somebody else this was an idea that came from me and I knew just like the words were just speaking to me and I was just so passionate about this project that I was like I want it out now (laughs) yes and that's that's the sign right when you just you can't I don't know you can't you literally can't hold it back right you just this needs to go (laughs) out into the world right it's there's no logic to it it just it needs to get out there (laughs) yeah that's exactly how I felt (laughs) that's amazing and I'm super interested in your process your creative process too because um, the fact that it came to you initially in a dream and how the characters come to you and how these conversations come to you. Is it is it usually in dreams? Could you just be sitting, you know, randomly eating breakfast and something will pop to your head or do you see anything? Kind of how do, how do these creative nudges come to you? Um, they're kind of different like a few days ago I had just finished a workout and I was stretching and I hadn't I didn't have the idea for book three yet I had no idea what it was gonna be I was like okay I finished book two what's gonna happen with book three (laughs) because there's gonna need it there's gonna need to be another book um and I had no idea where I was gonna take it and then I was just stretching and I remember my mind just started like I went into like this kind of Zen space with stretching. I was just so in tune with making sure I was stretching out the right muscles. And then all of a sudden my mind just like, here's, here's the idea. (laughs) Like, and then from there, I just like grasped the idea and I just started, it just started like little webs started just coming out with so many different things that can all come together as one. And then I was like, oh my God, this is it. I quickly stopped stretching and I grabbed my phone and I t- opened up notes and just started typing. <laughs> I was going to ask, what do you do when ideas come to you like that? Just flooding so quickly. How do you, how do you get them down <laughs> quick enough? I have to get them down because I've had ideas that have come to my mind. And when I want to write them, I don't remember them. And that is so sad because <laughs> it's like beautiful idea. I know it was great. I just, remember it so now um whether it's on my phone or it's on a napkin that's near me or just a random piece of paper it has to get down 
you know, you're a writer when you have like scraps of napkin paper, yes. or just whatever, <laughs> written with lipstick yeah, and something, yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever you can get down. <laughs> it, has to, it has to get down. And um, as for the dreams, so my kind, real life did inspire um, sweet dreams because Scarlett doesn't dream. Um, for, hasn't dreamt for the 17 years of her life. And for me, I occasionally will go nights where I don't have any dreams or I, I just don't remember having any. But then these rare, really vivid dreams will happen. And I'm like, oh, I love this. <laughs> I want to write it down. This could be a really good book. <laughs> and that's where Sweet Dreams was born. That's amazing from your own vivid dreams and just that experience of, of, of having those dreams, getting kind of those messages, those, I find your creativity. It's just so, it's so intertwined with these intuitive nudges and yeah. being in that meditative state. Like you said, it's, you're just, you're stretching. You don't have to be sitting and meditating cross-legged <laughs> but it can it, it's just when your mind stops thinking yeah and you're just relaxed yes and that's when it just all comes bubbling yeah. up yeah that you're not trying to think about your next great <laughs> novel yeah. it just it floats to you yeah, and that's something I really tried to do. I didn't want book three to be forced. So that's why I wasn't really rushing um, after finishing book two to be like, oh, no, but what book three are you going to be about? Oh, my God, I got to keep thinking about it. No, I just going to let it sit. It'll come to me when it comes to me. And it did. There's a lot of a lot of trusting in that. Do you yeah. find? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely trusting that okay it's going to come when it comes and not feeling that pressure I can see it being very easy to fall into the pressure of okay I have one I have two now there's expectations on me I am freaking out because I don't have an idea um versus just letting it be how do you do that? How do you, do you have any practices or anything that you do if you feel that kind of anxiety creeping up of, okay, I have a deadline. I need to do this. <laughs> or are those things that are mostly self-imposed, you know, when you think, oh, I need to do this. And it's like, well, no, I don't. I can just sit and <laughs> feel it <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Um, for us, for self practices, when it comes to that, um, I think I just kind of stop writing. <laughs> I need to step away from the computer, from my phone, and kind of just disconnect from technology and just bring, take out a book or be with family or go for a walk or a hike and just kind of put my mind at ease. And I had to do that actually with book two, when I first started writing it, it wasn't immediately after book one. I started um, book two around July or August, I believe. I had the idea. And in my mind, I really wanted to have book two out 
by the end of 2020. So I was putting the deadline on myself where to, oh my God, this book needs to be done by November or this book needs to be done by October. Like I wrote a book in a month, in a week. I can write book two in a month, in a week or so. So in my mind, I had this like already, this bar set of like, okay, write this book out in just five weeks. (laughs) And when I was actually... When I started it, it was starting off great. I was loving the process, but then I kind of hit this sludge in the middle. Like it wasn't just flowing for me like book one had. It kind of hit a little rocky area and I wasn't feeling the energy that I wanted to feel from the book. And I would try forcing words out every day and something just to get something on the page, but I wasn't happy with it. So after that, I kind of just took a step back from the project. Um, it needed, I needed to breathe a bit away from the book. And a few weeks later, I believe in around um, October, yes, in, in, in October, I got back into writing book two. And I was like, something just clicked. I was also going through something else at the time where I was like, I needed my outlet of energy. And I opened up my document again. And I just started getting book two out. It just started pouring from me. (laughs) And I loved it. I was like, yes, this is what I wanted. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And I actually ended up finishing it in November, around mid-November. And I was just so happy with the outcome of it. It was just better than I could have asked when I let it just flow from me and didn't force it. So (laughs) I think that's a hard thing with any creative entrepreneur is that you literally cannot force creativity. It's the opposite (laughs) of forcing (laughs) (laughs) that you do have to let it flow. But when you know what the flow feels like and it's so beautiful and it stops, I, I think it's super hard to, to let it be that yeah. you just want it so badly to flow, but you can't force things. Yeah. <laughs> like my heart was longing. I want that feeling uh, back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what you really needed to do was the opposite of just yeah. letting things be <laughs> living yeah. your life and letting it letting it come to you, letting that ebb and flow um, come to you. Well, could you imagine if you're creative 24 seven, you would be burnt out, (laughs) you would be burnt out, you'd be exhausted. But when you feel it, it's like, it's almost, it's addictive, right? You're like, yeah, more of that. You don't even realize the toll that it's taking on you. Um, Like when I first started writing book one, I was literally all day in my desk, I would get up early sit down at my desk until like midnight or even later trying like just trying to get this all out and I would sometimes forget oh I need to work out oh I gotta eat I gotta (laughs) I gotta take care of myself (laughs) yeah that it's very it can be very addictive in that way physically and mentally right you have all this creative energy flowing and you you need to you're only human you need to (laughs) recharge yourself too right and then also when um I would when we would go out to family hikes and stuff like I didn't want to leave my chair (laughs) 
would have to be forced. Jasmine, we have to go. But it's coming out so beautifully. Yes. Oh, I, I, I totally 100% fully understand that because I'm the same way. Once you start something, it, it's really hard. You don't want to stop. No, you don't want to stop. <laughs> and then sometimes you do. You need those external forces that are going to pull you out of it, right? Um, to to help you balance it a little bit. Yeah, and they actually do help because when we would go on hikes and I like, I would be taking it would be my little break from writing, and then we would go out and like we would just be walking in the wind on my face and the sun is just like the perfect thinking space and exploring, just kind of getting new experiences. Then when I come back, I have a fresh mind, and I'm just right back into it. Tell me how has your kind of your growth as a person correlated with your writing? Have you gone through any experiences while you're writing and seen a shift in the way you write or maybe the way you think about characters or maybe their motivation? It's just, you know, something clicks like, oh, okay, I I understand this character more now, or maybe there's some more depth or maybe even the words that you're using to explain things because of your period of personal growth. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen a shift and I love looking back on it because at the beginning, when I first started writing, not um, book one, but when I first started my very first big project of writing at the time, I hadn't really gone through a very big self-development or kind of like a huge realization yet. So I was very into fitting in and going with the trend of things and kind of just like trying to get that big hit out there. And with that writing, I was planning a lot, but when I was writing, it was forced. I couldn't like, it was hard to get that project out from my mind and onto paper because it was, it just, it was choppy, I guess would be the word for it. And then when I start, when I started book one, Sweet Dreams, at, the, at that time, I was kind of developing that I want to do what makes me happy. And I, I really, um, outside opinions shouldn't really bother me as much as they had in the past. Like, I'll take it in, but I won't let it sink my ship, <laughs> if that. I got to keep, I got to keep, you know, floating. So with that one, I was like kind of getting the, the, um, the wave of it, the way of things and my writing, I was letting it flow. And then with book two, I don't, it was like a, this has been by far like my best writing experience because I just like gave all to it. I did not hold back. And it was just like this amazing moment of like, I am truly writing what I want to write. Wow. It's yeah. I mean, that must feel just so, so freeing to not be bound by other people's expectations in that way. Have periods of growth that your characters have experienced have, has it been the opposite way? Not only your growth had an influence on the characters, but has your characters growth? had an influence on you kind of going back and reading how they've grown has that changed you as a person I'm curious it has honestly because I see the way 
this character is a part of me and I am a part of that character. So when I read back to book one, I'm like, wow, that was, I felt myself like that at that time or in previous times, that was me. And in book two, it's like a different, completely different person, like not in a bad way, but just like a grown, they've grown. And I love see. I love reading that when I look back on it. It's like, I look back and it's like, wow, she really, really done it. Yeah. It's like having a journal, a personal yeah. journal, but in, you know, with code names <laughs> in some aspects, yeah. but little pieces. Yeah. I understand that it's not like, okay, this character is just solely based on me, but this character has this trait or this trait, yeah. or like you said, it's all about your your life experiences and and who you meet. And I guess that's why they always have disclaimers in books that it's not based on one person <laughs> in my life, yeah. but it, it can be little individual traits. It's like you're making your own baby, right? And you're like, okay, these are these are the things they're really good at. <laughs> these are the things they're not so great at, and um. I can see that being difficult to examine too. Do you have those periods where you're reading it too? And can it be difficult to look and examine traits that maybe you have a realization of, oh, wow, that's not such a great, (laughs) maybe I need to work on that, (laughs) you know, just that you're almost, you're faced with this mirror of reading this person or you have judgments come up and you're like, do I feel like that? About myself, too. I find that with kids, too. It's like they do things that remind you of yourself. And you're like, oh, I, I'm not sure <laughs> I like that so much. Maybe I need to, you know, work on it or whatnot. Yeah, I have had one instance where that has kind of brought to light, like, wow, was I like that? <laughs> and you just look back and like, whoa the dots are connecting before my eyes (laughs) yeah yeah I definitely had those moments and when I see um I'm like okay we'll we'll take a look at it we'll take a look at this what's going on and then we'll work on it because that's the whole point of you see it and you you need to work on it so yeah that you you see it you recognize it and yeah you just you, you let yourself feel it, that you're not one of these, you know, people that review books and you start <laughs> critiquing yourself in an unproductive way. It's, it's kind of witnessing, oh, okay, I, I, I got that. <laughs> I'll take it in. <laughs> yes, exactly. One, one step at a time that you don't have to. Um, I'm sure in writing as anything else, it's very easy to be your own worst critic. So do you have any kind of practices or rituals or routines that help foster your creativity? Um, When it comes, I like to kind of move around a bit. So I've noticed that like working out kind of really gets my creative flow going because like I feel really good and I'm kind of like riding the high of the workout. and. Right after that, I get ready and I just like write, start writing things down. 
and I kind of just put them together, I, I guess. For me, I don't really have to plan a lot when it comes to my writing. I kind of just write ideas down as they come to me. And I have the one main idea, though. I have that written down on a separate document. And then I have the actual story that I'm writing on the side. And as I'm writing the story, I'll kind of just start filling in the document that I have on the side because it just starts slowly piecing together like into one big, beautiful puzzle. (laughs) And what would you say to people that are aspiring writers that I'm sure there's a lot of should do's out there on, well, this is how you should plan a book and you should follow this process and that how how did you find your own way your own process um how would you encourage others to to find what works for them i would tell them to not worry about people not liking your work you can be the most juiciest peach in the world but there's going to be that one person that doesn't like peaches. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I my friend actually told me that. Um not a close friend of mine told me that not too long ago. So I give her credits for that one cuz I had been kind of in a, in a little rut I had gotten myself into with my writing and I was kind of questioning things a little bit. I was that I was letting that doubt kind of speak to my mind. And she kind of helped set me right with that saying. And I was, you're right. And that's just when the writing is at its best, when you're writing what you want to write. And when writing the first draft, I say, I like to say, don't worry about what it looks like, what it sounds like. Just let it out. <laughs> just let the just let the words vomit literally from your mind because it just once you start kind of criticizing your own work on the first draft and you're not done yet, you can find yourself getting really stuck on trying to perfect it instead of finishing it. Mm-hmm. It's that that perfectionism that can be it can be really toxic, really quickly and then you lose sight of of the bigger picture of what you want to create because you're too busy looking at the minute things that might not really even matter that you you make it into a big thing that it matters to you or maybe there's something in your past or your conditioning that really makes it matter to you but then then you lose sight of of that magic of that creativity when I was writing, before I started writing, I was very into like trying to find that source from somebody else to write. I would constantly be looking at YouTube videos, how to write your first novel, webs, blogs, how to write your first novel, how to write a scene, how to do all of this. And it wasn't until I kind of sat down and realized I just need to write. It's, it's really it um, when it comes to wanting to write your own book. It's, there's no magic potion, no special formula on how to write a book. You just got to open up your journal or your Word document and write what's on your mind. I guess it's like anything in business or life that you can't, you can't turn to everybody for, for the answers that 
there needs to be that point where you go within and you trust your inner guidance because no other guide out there is going to have your experiences, <laughs> you know, your your life and your way of saying a story. I mean, I'm sure you could give a group of writers in a room the premise of a story and everyone is going to write something different. Yeah, something different. And that actually um, goes into a quote my mother sent me not too, not too long ago. It goes along the lines of, don't be looking at someone else's answers on their test when it comes to life because everyone has their own set of questions and it's definitely not going to match yours. So it's just a matter of what worked for them might not work for you. And you got to realize that and kind of find what works for yourself. And um, another thing to add to that is it will be uncomfortable at first, kind of letting go. But that's where the real growth happens when you're uncomfortable. And when it comes to writing a book and wanting to publish it, not just write it, but you want other people to read it and have it out there, that is extremely uncomfortable because <laughs> you're kind of letting a piece of yourself that you just put everything into, you're kind of letting them into that. Someone you don't even know and you're kind of worried of like, oh, it's going to hurt or like, something's going to happen. And that is definitely a risk that um, when, when becoming an author that you have to take, you got to be okay with being uncomfortable. That's where the real growth happens. And confidence of writing is also a big thing because you're just like, no, no strings holding you back. You're just writing it. And you, it opens your eyes to so much more that sometimes I wish I had seen it back then, because if I had done it back then, I knew it would be like, wow. But I understand that I had to go through that first kind of uneasy stage to get to where I'm at now, where now I'm super confident with my writing. Like with book two, I'm extremely happy with how it came out. And I'm happy to find that um, it doesn't need that much editing that I gave book one because I was a little I was a little um on edge about trying new things and like should I should I put that in I, I don't know and then with book two I was like I'm gonna put it in <laughs> like it's just going in it felt right and I I wanted it out there so with book two I'm incredibly in love with it and I I know it's like it will upstage book one because it's just a whole complete different feel to it. But as your, your characters, you're growing and your characters are growing and it's all, you know, you, you would expect it to just keep going in that direction that if you weren't going through all that muck, then you wouldn't have been able to write about the characters that were going through that muck and they wouldn't have reached the point. It's, it's like you're both kind of holding hands and kind of going yeah. up together. It's, it's an amazing feeling. I really do love that about writing. It's just like I'm intertwined with my characters. And sometimes they'll take on a mind of their own when I'm writing. <laughs> like, wait, you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait a second. But that's a great idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I recently, uh, one of the characters in my book, I'm kind of torn because they were supposed to be 
a no good person. And then all of a sudden I'm like, my heart's like, wait a minute, but what if (laughs) they just change their path of writing and uh, their path in my writing. And uh, I'm excited to see what comes from it. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited to see that too. And that you, you get to dive into their minds and learn that as humans, we're not, we're not so just flat that there's all these other factors that are influencing us um, that maybe I love that you get the higher perspective of everything because I find in our lives, it's, it's hard sometimes when you're in the thick of it to see any sort of good reasoning for why it's happening. But then once you're able to step back you kind of see the greater perspective. And yes. I think it's amazing as an author, you get to see that greater perspective on everybody. And maybe a character doesn't understand the motives of another character, but you get to step back and see how kind of how they got shaped like that. And that they can change and they can grow just like everyone else. Yeah. And that's, that's, so awesome to be able to do that I enjoy it it's just my people my world (laughs) that's such a beautiful thing it's such a beautiful gift to give to the world to be able to share yourself and your voice like that so I'm I'm so glad that you have you had that confidence to take that leap and and work through it and that people get to read your your words your voice it's it's so important yeah it definitely is so tell us where where can people find you if they want to learn more about you the author about the books (laughs) about writing in general where can they find you uh well they can find me and book updates for my um the dream chronicle series they can find me at my Instagram, which is authorj.clearies, and my Facebook also, which goes under the same name. And I also have a writer's account where I post kind of quotes and little tips here and there that I've come across or that I feel need to be shared um, at Writing with Jazz on Instagram. I'll be my ad. And I also have the link tree where I'll have all my links for my Amazon and where to shop for my books and my Goodreads to add it to your list and to my Pinterest also is on there. So all my links will be on link tree right there. Thank you for tuning in and sharing this very special space with me. If you loved what you just listened to, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would be so grateful if you left a comment, a rating, and shared with anyone that you feel called to. Sending you so much love and light. Until next time, take care, lovelies.